Welcome to the first season of Average Joe's Rawcast. My name is Joe Fuentes. I'm a husband, a father of two teenagers, a 17-year-old son and a 15-year-old daughter. Also a father of four pets, two dogs and two cats. I've been a nursing home administrator since 2001. I am a co-owner of Chill Pots, a paint-your-own pottery studio. A very cool place that my run my wife runs on a daily basis. So welcome to my podcast and here we go. Okay, so welcome everybody to Podcast Land here. Uh raw cast here on a Thursday. Been kind of lazy the last few days, so finally got enough energy to do a podcast on Thursday. I'm gonna start it out with a little bit of politics. So we have the uh, presidential election coming up on Tuesday. Um, Yeah, I don't think I even had a chance to comment on the last debate, which was actually a lot better debate than the uh, previous one. (laughs) Anything would have been better than the previous one. So um, first of all, we get all these slogans out there that vote, vote is so important. Get out there and vote and give your voice. Well, you know what? I don't agree with that. I say I don't want everybody to vote. If you don't know the candidates, if you don't know any of the issues, I mean, if you're a fucking moron, why would I want you canceling out my vote? So I'm going to do a public service announcement and say, if you don't know shit about politics and you don't know anything about the candidates, stay at home and let the people that do the research vote. We don't need you out there voting and canceling out votes. Or if you are going to vote, go vote for one of those 30 other candidates that are on the uh, ballot. Can you believe how many people are on that ballot? Good Lord. I wonder how much they have to pay to be on that ballot and what the criteria is to be on there. But anyway, yeah, that's my that's my thing is don't vote. I did notice after the, uh, after the, the debate that uh, a lot of people that voted early, they were saying that the biggest uh, thing that people were searching was how to change your vote. So, uh, yeah, that was pretty interesting. And I don't think it is they're going to change their vote from Trump. I'm pretty sure the way uh, Biden kind of shit the bed on the debate. I mean, he got his ass handed to him on that debate. The first one I called for him because he showed up and he was, uh, you know, didn't fall asleep and they uh, didn't have a meltdown. So I said he probably won that. Well, I'm definitely giving that last debate to Trump. Um, So I just jotted down a few things here, a few key words, and I'll just kind of go down here. They might be kind of rambling here, but, you know, that's the way my podcast goes. So. Uh, so one of the things I thought was the, uh, slogans for the Biden and Harris ticket. One of the slogans I thought would be good for them was the ticket of smirks. You ever notice how if they, the other person saying something that they don't agree with, they have this freaking smirk on their face. It makes you just want to go over there and slap them. I mean, they both do that. So yeah, I was thinking the ticket of smirks might be good for those two. Also, uh, my next campaign uh, logo for them would be the ostrich campaign because it seems like they both just want to stick their heads in the sand 
and kind of let this go through and think they got a big enough lead where they're going to win it. They don't want to say anything too stupid. Uh, good luck there, Biden. But, uh, you know, anytime in the NFL or college, high school, whatever, you play that prevent defense, which they're playing, um, everybody, all the commentators always say, yeah, you're preventing yourself from winning. So I don't know, might come down to that. You know, they're not out there campaigning a whole lot. They're not doing the rallies like Trump is and getting out there and um, they're just kind of hiding out. And that's kind of what they do. Uh, on that debate, the COVID thing, I mean, it seems like uh, his only solution, Biden's only solution is he's probably going to lock us down again. And I mean, even the World Health Organization is saying that's a horrible idea to lock downs with, you know, a lot of the abuse that goes on, the drug abuse, the uh, suicides, the depression, that kind of thing. It's just not, I mean, everybody's, all the experts, so-called experts are saying even that it's not a good idea to lock down. And I agree. I mean, good Lord, you know, I mean, come on, Biden. If, uh, you know, you can lock down in your basement, you got the money to do that. You don't have to go out and work and, um, hell, you could lock down for a couple of 10 years and be fine. But the rest of us have to go out there and make a living. So I don't think, uh, you know, saying that you want to lock down and that kind of thing is going to is going to be good. Trump, I thought, made pretty good points about that, actually, is, you know, we can't really hide from this thing. We got an economy that's going to be destroyed again if we uh, lock down and, you know, don't face this thing. And uh, Biden, of course, he he praised how uh, the New York governor Cuomo, and you know how I think of Cuomo, uh, they, he kind of praised how he handled the COVID situation. Well, Jesus Christ, if you're going to do that, Biden, just let it go through the whole communities, the whole United States, and we'll just do herd, herd immunity then. Because what did Cuomo do? He sent uh, positive residents back into the nursing homes and killed a bunch of elderly people. So, yeah, if that's your plan, if you want to follow that jackass, then good Lord, what kind of a plan is that? And kind of a side note. I noticed that Cuomo, the Governor Cuomo and his brother, who's a, I think it's a CNN anchor, you know, those, um, he got a notice, the brother did from his HOA or something in his, where he lives in his condo where he lives about that he wasn't wearing a mask. And he's always preaching on CNN about, you know, how awful Trump is and how he's killing people because he's not promoting masks and not wearing masks. So more hypocrites. I mean, you talk about smirks and smugs, those two pieces of shit, Cuomo's. Um, I have no use for them. But anyway, back to the debate. Um, you know, uh, it's, it seems like uh, it's pretty insincere. I'm going to have to throw the bullshit flag out when Biden looks into the camera and says, and you can tell it's memorized. You can tell it's not sincere. He looks in the camera and says that, um, you know, a husband is reaching over for his wife or a wife is reaching over for his husband and there's nobody there. I mean, I'm saying, come on, man. Come on, Biden. You know what? That is. A, and Trump called his shit out on that. That is crazy. 
that is a politician thing where I can't stand that when they look into the camera and they try to be so sincere and get into your soul and your heart. Come on, we just want to know your policies. We know you're not sincere. We know you guys are liars. Um, you know, we don't care about some rehearsed, insincere bullshit. So didn't like that at all. Uh, you know, Biden continues to get in the debate and, you know, I know he has a stuttering problem, I guess, but he also has a cognition problem. I've worked in nursing homes for over 20 years and I've had dementia unit for a decade, the biggest one in Colorado. And I know dementia when I see it, I know cognitive problems when I see it. And there is definitely something going on there. Um, and I think it's kind of cruel. I mean, his, his wife, and the people around him, they have to know that something's going on there. I mean, they're all, the media really is trying to protect him. It's pretty obvious. And, uh, you know, if he doesn't have a script, if he uh, doesn't have his little talking points, if you ask him a question, you just got to let him go. And he's going to say something crazy, outrageous. He's going to say something really stupid. And, uh, I mean, the other day, a couple of days ago, I noticed that, he mistaked Trump for one of the Bushes that he was running against. And I, I think he might even said George or something like that. So, God, there's something definitely going on there. And I think it's sad that they're taking advantage of this guy because, you know, he's going to be their little puppet once he gets in there, if he wins. Or they're going to have the Kamala Harris in there to take over as president. And God forbid this country, uh, you know, God forbid this country is going to be ran by her. I mean, I, she just gives me the willy. She kind of, she just gives me a bad vibe with her. She just seems really dishonest. Uh, they ask her a question that makes her nervous. She does some inappropriate laugh and never does answer the question. And I noticed by some independent group that she was um, deemed as the most liberal senator in the United States Senate. So I want more of a moderate candidate. I don't need some... Uh, left-wing wacko sitting here leading our country trying to put us down a direction we don't want to go but yeah anyway so yeah I, I think it's I think it's pretty uh, cruel that they're having this guy run and go through this when obviously there is something wrong there uh, you know he I know uh, Trump brought up and I thought he scored quite a few points on you know Biden you've been in it for 47 years and what have you done? What's your record done? Uh, you know, like that crime bill that he brought up, what put a bunch of people in jail over like marijuana and that kind of thing. And, you know, it was mostly black men that suffered from that crime bill. And Biden actually did admit that, you know, he shouldn't have had that and he was wrong. And, you know, in his next, when he serves as president in the next four years, he's going to do something about it. Well, I'm with Trump. You know what? You were vice president under Obama for eight years and didn't do shit. So what makes us think that you're going to do anything in the next four? Um, also, you know, what really kind of hurt him was that fracking hurt him, especially in the big swing state of Pennsylvania. Um, I like how he challenges, uh, he challenges Trump and tells him, you know what? I never said that I was against fracking or I wanted to ban fracking. You ought to put it on your website. Well, by God, he did put it on his website. And he said that several times that he wanted to get rid of and fade out. And, uh, 
fossil fuels and fracking and that kind of thing. So, you know, uh, is he stupid or a liar? Is Biden stupid or a liar? Well, you know what? I've learned in life uh, two things can be true at once. So I think he is stupid and I think he is a liar. So, um, yeah, no wonder people are the most searched term after that was how do I change my vote? You know, I would never vote that early on any of these things until I uh, watched the debates and seen how it all, you know, uh, how it all weeded out and see what their stances are on things and see how they do and uh, on these debates and know what their policies are going to be. So um, maybe that's part of the group that I'm uh, begging not to vote because you don't know what the hell you're voting for. So, um, yeah. Uh, let's see. What's the next thing that I kind of wrote down here? Uh, yeah, he. I put down he has no plan. And really he doesn't. He just kind of glosses over things and will say that he wants to do this or that. But just like on the COVID thing, he had no solid plan. What, lockdown? That's no damn plan. Uh, mass testing and that kind of thing, they're doing that now. Everything he talked about, they're doing that now. And quite honestly, I don't really think there is a plan for anybody for this COVID thing. I think we're just going to have to ride it out and see what comes of it because the whole world's getting, what, a third surge, they're saying now. And uh, it's not just the United States, it's Europe, it's all over the world that we're getting this surge. So I don't think there's a real plan for this virus. I think people are just kind of flying by the seat of their pants, and that's kind of the way it's been for a while. Um, on the uh, never discussed his son's business dealings with foreign countries, that doesn't even smell right to me. I mean, I get once again here, I'm going to pull out my bullshit flag and I'm going to throw it. So you're telling me that his son and his brother and has all these multi-million dollar deals with um, countries overseas and some that aren't even our allies. And he doesn't know anything about these uh, dealings. He doesn't ask his son anything about his business. I mean, are we stupid or what to believe this? You would, I'm really thinking you'd have to be pretty dumb to vote for Biden after some of this stuff and after that debate and some of the things he says. I mean, you would probably be better off voting for Kanye West. Um, myself, in good conscience, I couldn't vote for Biden with the cognitive decline and some of the things he said. And I just personally think he's a liar and I think he's dishonest. And I think he did get money from these dealings. I think it's pretty obvious. Um, you know, I think uh, something doesn't smell right in the kitchen with old Biden. And he's definitely uh, has several houses around here. He's got rich over his 47 years in the legislature. And I don't believe that's how it's supposed to be. I think you're supposed to go in there and serve. And I don't think you're supposed to come out a multi multi-millionaire one if you didn't go in a multi-millionaire. So uh, yeah, this, this guy's definitely shady. And uh, let's say uh, they were saying, well, you know, I heard some people say there's no way that his son would have left a laptop in the Maryland computer shop and, you know, a laptop or two with all that information and that kind of thing. Well, you know what? His son smoked crack, too. His son was a crack uh, addict and 
had drug problems, so he probably wasn't thinking too clearly. So, yeah, that's not really out of the realm of possibility that he would go in there and leave his laptop. That's probably the least of his concerns at that point in his life. Uh, so, basically, this uh, I know what this comes down to. You're not voting for Biden. You're actually in this election, if people are honest with themselves, they're either voting for Trump or they're voting against Trump. And Biden's just going to get elections or going to get votes in this election because you're voting against Trump. So, hell, like I said, vote for Kanye. At least uh, I listened to him for a couple hours on the Joe Rogan con uh, podcast and you know, yeah, he's a little out there, but you know what? The guy's sincere and says something for him. Um, he's pretty smart, and most creative guys like that are pretty much out there, a lot of them. So I would I would rather vote for, if it was a Kanye West or Biden ticket, I would vote for Kanye West. So I guess that's that. But um, So it ought to be interesting. I definitely think if Trump wins... There's going to be riots in the bigger cities. I mean, you're almost guaranteed that that's going to happen. Um, also, if Biden wins, you know, Trump's probably his people are probably going to fight it in the courts. I think either side, if either side wins, which one of them's going to win, that's going to go to the courts. And we're probably going to be weeks, if not months out to decide the winners, especially with all these mail-in votes coming in. We're probably not going to know who the winners are. And I think there's going to be a lot of upheaval. I think there's going to be a lot of um, tension. I think there are going to be a lot of riots and different things. So that's, I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see how this all turns out. And uh, I'm going to be really interested on Tuesday to watch this to see how the swing states are. Because some of the things, you know, Trump just had to let him talk. He had to let Biden talk and kind of put his foot in his mouth. And I guarantee you Biden's handlers did not want him bringing up uh, the oil and gas thing. They didn't answering it like that and that kind of thing. So, yeah, that's kind of my takes on that. Um, and um, we will see how it goes. I do plan on having a podcast on probably Wednesday to kind of go over the election and kind of give you my faults or my thoughts on that. So um, should be a wild ride. So we will see how it goes. Okay, so we'll go ahead and do the uh, fire updates, the wildfire updates. Um, so we'll start with the Cameron Peak Fire. That one started back on August 13th, if you remember, and it's up by Red Feather. Uh, and, of course, it's the largest wildfire in Colorado history. Uh, the nice thing is that we did get uh, 15 to 20 inches of snow in the higher elevations and from Estes Park to Red Feather. So that really helped the fires. Currently, the Cameron Peak Fire has burned 208,663 acres, which equates to 326 square miles. It is 64% contained right now. And so far, that fire has destroyed 442 structures, including 222 residents. So 
a lot of destruction there with that big fire. On Thursday morning, on this morning, there were 1,558 personnel assigned to the fire. And uh, there was 112 fire engines, 28 water tenders, and 14 bulldozers, and 13 helicopters. And they were uh, fighting the fire and getting ready for it when it returns. Right now, it's still smoldering. Uh, even with all that snow on there, it's still smoldering in the hot spots and, you know, could flare up at any time. That snow is going to melt and uh, they're getting ready for it because they know it's not over yet. There is evacuation surrounding Estes Park. They have been uh, lifted or downgraded, so that's good news. However, the Rocky Mountain National Park and much of the Arapaho-Roosevelt National Forest, they do remain closed to everybody. So uh, Estes Park, um, they did evacuate, and I don't know if you saw on the news or whatever, but there was quite a traffic jam. If you ever go up to Estes Park, there's always a lot of traffic going up there anymore. So you can imagine when everybody's trying to evacuate, we did have a nursing home, a sister facility in Greeley, the uh, nursing home in uh, Estes Park. They had like around 20 residents and they had to evacuate. So sister facility in Greeley over at Centennial Healthcare, it's called. They did uh, accept those residents into one of their halls. And uh, so they got all the, they got evacuated and they're in there safely and they're still in there and uh waiting for him to go back home but that was nice as centennial to be able to accommodate those residents uh, at a safe place the also the crews in colorado it's kind of interesting they're going to begin a 4.2 billion dollars uh, a forest thinning and other things that state says is critical to protect people and their property from fires so, yeah, if you're going to have people living in the uh, mountains and you're going to have, uh, you know, animals and people and all kinds of things like that, you are going to have to do some forest thinning and probably going to have to do it every year. And, uh, you know, they blame global warming a lot of times, but a lot of it is forest management, too. Um, you know, if you have a lot of stuff that doesn't naturally get burnt off and you continually stop the fires and that builds up you are going to have a mess as we can see this in 2020 where those fires have a lot to burn so um, we will keep an eye on the Cameron Peak fire and hopefully that will uh, start to uh, get under control with more snowfall and more moisture then there's also the East Troublesome Fire, and that one started north of Hot Sulphur Springs in north central Colorado. Um, I know a year or two ago we went up to Hot Sulphur Springs, and it's a ways up there, but uh, has different, uh, several different springs and um, hot springs. And as you go up the kind of the ladder they have there, the steps, uh, each spring gets a little hotter, and it's a really cool place. It's really in the middle of nowhere, but it's a really cool place and like to go back there. But uh, yeah, that this uh, East Troublesome Fire, it started on October 13th and it grew 140,000 acres in a single night. 
due to high winds and dry conditions. So, man, it really uh, caught on fire there and really blazed. And this uh, fire did jump the Continental Divide, and it burned into the Rocky Mountain National Forest. And right now it's the second largest uh, fire in Colorado history. And the total so far that it's burned is 193,774 acres, which equates to 303 square miles. And it's only 30% contained right now. It did slow down this week with a very minimal growth due to that snow on the 25th on Sunday. So that snow did help a lot, actually, because none of these fires are growing a whole lot since we did have that snow. But like I said, it is going to melt and um, they're going to expect more hot spots and, you know, flare up. So they're going to continue to have the crews out there and get ready for that. But what we need is another good foot of snow and, um, you know, we can wipe these fires out. And really the cold temperatures really helps them too. So they're, you know, the firefighters are saying if we have more cold extended times and more moisture, uh, both these fires, the uh, Cameron Peak Fire and the East Troublesome Fire, they're expecting them to be fully contained by early November. So really good news there. And then if you remember the, uh, the Molin Fire, that one west of uh, Laramie, Wyoming, it started on September 17th. So far, that thing's burned about 176,000, 177,000 acres right around there. And in Wyoming there, they had record-breaking low temperatures. It was sub-zero temperatures, and they had a foot of snow. And that fire's still not out. Um, they still have a lot of smoldering, too, and hot spots and... They're expecting the occasional flare-ups also. And, I mean, as you can see, folks, those wildfires are really hard to put out. Even if you get a foot of snow and, you know, with all that moisture and it's sitting there with those cold temperatures, it still could flare up. So, yeah, these things are tough to put out. Uh, but they do expect just a little growth on this. So, a little to no growth, actually. So, hopefully we get no growth on this and they can get this... Uh, you know, put out. But they did say that it will take uh, sustained heavy snows to fully pull it, put it out. So we'll we'll keep an eye on that one too. But uh, much good news since that uh, Sunday snow on these fires. So uh, also the one I covered last time in Boulder. They, it's called the Callwood Fire, and that was started on the 17th, and that's in the mountains above Boulder. So far, that's burned about 10,000 acres, and it is 76% contained right now. They have about 236 total personnel working on that fire, and they are anticipating on Halloween, October 31st, the uh, containment will be 100%. So... That's right around the corner here, so that's good. But if you remember, that's the fire that I said was really costly because of all those expensive houses up in Boulder that it burnt. And uh, a lot of those are, I learned, were uh, people's second homes, too. So, uh, you know, a lot of multi-million dollar homes up there. 
And all those evacuation orders and warnings have been lifted for Boulder County for that Callwood fire. And um, at one time, there were 900 uh, people were evacuated for that. So that one looks like it's going to be put out, uh, you know, fairly quickly. So good news on that. Yeah, if we can just get that Cameron Peak fire and that East Troublesome fire out with another good snowfall or two, then uh, good news on the fires. Okay, so just kind of been pondering, kind of asking myself over the last uh, few weeks in my career and kind of in life in general, uh, if I'm just kind of stagnant. You ever get to that point where you just feel you're kind of stagnant, where you have no growth? Kind of been pondering a couple of things, a couple of questions I've been asking myself about my career. One of them is, am I failing so slowly I still feel like I'm successful? Or is it I'm succeeding still so slowly I feel like I'm failing? I don't know. Uh, I always heard you either evolve or you die, so... I don't know, maybe it's time to evolve. Just kind of questions I think everybody asks themselves, so just kind of pondering that. But I'm going to put an end to this podcast. What I'm going to do is I'll do my final segment. I'm going to do uh, Hispanic Word of the Day, everybody's favorite. So my first word on Hispanic Word of the Day is Gatorade. Gatorade. My dog got too close to the riverbank, and the gator ate him. All right, so the second Hispanic word of the day is television. Television. I went to the psychic so she could television for me. All right, so there we go with Hispanic word of the day. Uh, Enjoyed doing the podcast again. Hope everybody has a great week. Looking forward to the election results. Uh, Like I said, probably have a Wednesday or Thursday podcast next week, too, to go over the election. Uh, Hopefully we see a Trump win. And just because I think that's going to be better for the country right now. Uh, So we shall see. You guys have a great week and talk at you later.